0: Aloha. Hi. Hola. Namaste. Um, I hope this finds you well and in good health wherever you are. I haven't done a podcast in a while. while. I've been pretty selfish, so we're going to do this little special episode. And before we do, let's start with the intro. You know what it is. Another episode of Real talk stories. This season is uh, live from Columbia. Um, Yeah, it should be be an interesting one. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, monologues. um, And then obviously there'll be some monologues as well. Um, It's an interesting time we're living in interesting time indeed and um, that makes for an interesting time to be alive so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get right into it um, the last episode that many of you would have heard um, was from Bali uh, where I had to leave um, on very short notice um, which I did do. Um, and that was about six months ago and a lot has happened since then. I mean, honestly, it feels like It feels like it's been years even though it's only been months. Um, the whole world has changed really, um this, uh This pandemic that we're currently in that most people thought was not going to last that long. Um and you know, along with these lockdowns that we also thought would not last that long, um, just seems to have extended and we seem to be in a epoch of perpetuity um, with with no end in sight. Um, Some of the latest news um, from around the world in regards to COVID and lockdowns is that uh australia has extended this lockdown for apparently indefinitely um you know it keeps being extended week by week month by month um but today it was announced that until the entire population so 100 percent of the population is vaccinated uh, that the lockdowns will continue um in the us the fda uh finally shouldn't say finally but uh I should say, uh, 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 abruptly approved the Pfizer vaccine. Um, what do I want to say about that? First of all, I'm not surprised that Pfizer got the lead on this, um, considering that Scott Gottlieb, um, is the former head of the FDA, uh, is an honorary board member of Pfizer. So... Obviously, there's some some interplay going on there. Um, I guess nothing really wrong with that. Um, You know, that's free market capitalism. Um, And in general, uh, you know, one of the founding principles of the United States of America is that um, you know, we have a right to pursue um, life, liberty and happiness. And if Scott Godalib, you know, he's a free man. If he wants to be the head of the FDA and then go ahead and be on um, the board of Pfizer. Um, sure. I mean, obviously it's a bit of a conflict of interest considering one is a, is the, you know, leading body uh, that is basically the leading body that acts as the gatekeeper for uh, drugs being approved to enter the population of the U S and at the, and at the same time, The other, Pfizer, is a company that wants to have drugs approved to enter the U.S., so obviously there's a bit of conflict of interest there, but, um, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, It just seems like if it's going to be a case of favoritism and Pfizer is going to get the first um, FDA approval, then maybe they should not be allowed to capitalize so much off of this uh, this this drug, um, you know, it's I think some somewhere, somewhere upward of forty billion dollars in net profits um, in this quarter uh, that Pfizer um, has made, as well as Moderna has made. I mean, forty billion is a lot of money. Um, the vaccines, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, the vaccines. Uh, are the most profitable drug that Pfizer has ever made in the history of the company. So basically the drug uh, cost about $0.50 cents per dose to, to manufacture. And Pfizer is charging the U.S. government um, and in turn the U.S. taxpayer... Uh, $20 per dose. So that's between a 2,000 and 4,000% profit on every vial of Pfizer's COVID vaccine, as well as Moderna's vaccine. So what's interesting about that, I mean, there's a lot of uh, aspects of that we can dissect, but we're not going to go too far into any specific area, mostly for the reason that if you want to research this stuff you can and you can sort of you know go down your own path and uh, dissect every uh, section of um, of what I'm saying um, but I just want to give the basics so that people can choose what they want to research further and what they want to not research further for, for themselves um, so that being said um, one of the interesting things about that is now that the fda has approved it um this will uh allow a legal uh a legal pathway to um to permit uh companies and uh other organizations to mandate this vaccine, so basically, what you have is you have a private company, Pfizer, um, profiting, trem- you know, tremendously, profiting more off of this product than they've ever profited of anything else. Um, working with a government that's and that's basically making this vaccine mandatory in a lot of places, so you would think that if it was a case such as this, if we're in a pandemic such as we are, um, and there is a vaccine that can help prevent people from dying and, or becoming extremely sick from, um, this, uh, uh, this virus causing this, uh, this virus is causing this pandemic. You would think that maybe there would be some controls or regulations on, the amount of profiteering this company can do um especially given that the individual taxpayer doesn't really have a say right like we're told oh it's free anybody can get it but it's not free we're literally paying $20 per dose whether we take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine um you know we're paying per dose. And you know, a lot of those doses are just getting thrown away. So it's a big waste of money, any way that you look at it and it's not free. Okay. Let's just get that straight. We're, we're paying for it with our, with our tax dollars. Um, okay. So, so it'd be nice if Pfizer had, you know, a bit of regulation around them. Um, you know, I mean, let's not forget, this is a company that's been involved in you know, I think hundreds of lawsuits at this point for all sorts of things, uh, misrepresentation, um, uh, carcinogens being in, in various products that they've made. Um, so, you know, they're not exactly like a, a a benevolent charity organization. They're pro pro pro, uh, for profit company. Um, that's just reaping windfalls of profits. Um, and working with a government um, that has a lot of overlap in the pharmaceutical industry, um, you know, there's a lot of people in the current administration as well as the past administration. Right? Scott Gotyev, uh, was the head of the FBI during the Trump administration. So I'm not, you know, singling out uh, the Biden administration. I'm saying you know previous administration as well, and I'm sure the one before that. Um, you know, there's a lot of overlap. OK, so we need to be aware of that and aware of the influence that, you know, these private corporations and specifically in this case, we're talking about, um, you know, these pharmaceutical corporations um, have. Um, furthermore, um, as a, a more concrete example, uh, both Pfizer and Moderna were given um, several billion dollars in funding from the U.S. government. Um to, uh, research, um, coronaviruses and come up with a vaccine for coronaviruses. Um, most of this funding was given in 2018. Uh, so about a, about around the same time the NIH, the National Institute of Health, uh, was giving, um, the first of two installments in the amount of, uh, point. $7 million, which would go on to be a total of $7.4 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to study coronaviruses as well as gain of function research to um, see how this virus and experiment with the ways that this virus could uh, leap across species, so how it could transmit from animals to humans. Um, that specific research was done in 2019, according to the NIH.gov website. Um, So, all this being said, there's, you know, obviously an interest in, you know, the U.S. government and members of the um, current administration within the U.S. government, um, you know, to see Pfizer be successful. Um, not specifically to have a healthy return on the money they invested in those companies um, and not just to, you know, for the welfare of the citizens of the United States um, but also for, for other interests that should be pretty obvious to anybody that, um, you know, has a brain and is capable of independent thought. That being said, um, now that we can um, hopefully agree um, that there is a lot of influence and a lot of money behind pushing these vaccines. Let's talk about the vaccine itself for just a moment. Okay. Now, I've been vaccinated a lot, mostly as a child, but also um, as, a, as a young adult in my travels. Um, for example... Um, you know, most American ch- children and most children in um, you know "quote unquote" Western countries receive a series of vaccines when they're a child. Now, all of these vaccines you take once, and it's the same same thing when you enter boot camp in the U.S. military. Your you get your head shaved, you stand in line, you get shot up with about a dozen different vaccines. All right, and then. And then you're good. Okay. So, when you're, tra- same thing when you're a child. Um, and then also, if you travel to certain countries, you get certain specific vaccines. Um, but in the history of vaccines, okay, um, you know, there's never been a situation where you've had to get a vaccine more than once. Okay. In the sense that, it's 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 you know one and done you get the shot when you're a kid for polio you're good for life um you get the shot for uh say yellow fever um if you're traveling or being deployed to africa um you're good for life um you get the uh you know the military uh, issues and and um an hiv vaccine for traveling to places that have a lot of hiv you get it one time you don't have to get a booster for that so these quote-unquote vaccines are not necessarily vaccines in the traditional sense of you get your sh- of you get your shots uh the immune system uh learns um, from uh from the injection how to defend itself against whatever the vaccines are designed to help your body learn to defi- defend against and then you're good um And we had thought initially that this was the case, or at least we, when I say we, I'm saying the public had thought, I'm not talking about, you know, the the pharmaceutical companies themselves. We had thought when this vaccine was first announced, when these vaccines were first announced, specifically the Moderna and Pfizer, that we get the two shots and then we're protected from COVID. That was what we were told. Okay. This is facts. This is What the fact? These are these are what we were told. I'm not saying what they told us was facts. I'm saying it's a fact that they told us this. Um, We're, you know, we were told that the vaccines were so effective in preventing the uh, the uh, infection and transmission of COVID-19 that if we just got the vaccines and could prove we had the vaccines, we could take our masks off, and that the lockdowns would end, and we could go back to go back to quote unquote normal whatever quote unquote normal is um <sighs> however we we quickly found out that that wasn't the case so you know we quickly found out that, that boosters um were being recommended all right so that's that's the second that's that's the the second part of where i'm going with this the second part is it's not necessarily a vaccine in the traditional sense where you get your shot and then you're good for it for life it's now something similar to uh, the flu shot where you're being advised to get it well more than the flu shot because the flu shot you're advised to get once a year uh you're being advised to get this vaccine now every eight months um so that the narrative has changed there. Um, the third thing I want to talk about is natural immunity, okay? I want to talk about natural antibodies. And I know that's kind of like a taboo subject right now when people say, oh, natural immunity, oh, you're anti-vax, oh, you're against science. And it's like, no, I'm not anti-vax, I'm just pro-facts. And I'm actually pro-science, and actually the information that I got that showed me the you know the the um uh, effectiveness of natural antibodies was data from Harvard University uh Yale School of Medicine um Cold Spring Laboratory uh, University of Southern California um and you know in this data it all showed that natural antibodies prevented a very strong natural immunity um to uh 19 so to to reinfection and um, serious illness um and yet when you bring this up people accuse you of being you know an anti-vaxxer and no i mean I, i you know i've been saying this entire time look if you're worried about covid especially if you don't have the best immune system or you're overweight or you have some sort of health issues i mean if you're worried about covid and you haven't caught covid you should probably get vaccinated it's probably a really good idea for you to get vaccinated if you're if you're concerned um so i'm not saying i'm anti-vax and in fact you know we, i'm an american-born citizen i've got lots of vaccinations as a child and you know some as as a, as a young adult so you know it's it's not necessarily that it's that you know i want to see the data I want to see the facts. I want to see the science. You know, I don't want to base things off YouTube videos and, you know, corporate news, uh, you know, uh, headlines, right? Uh, I want to base it on cold, hard, concrete data. And the data shows that (sighs) natural antibodies are more effective than the antibodies induced by vaccines and furthermore don't need a booster shot. Um, there was recently a study done that showed that people that have previously had COVID and developed a uh, a uh, normal antibody response that they were had a had a had a had a had a um, uh, less a less than point 0.1% chance of being reinfected, less than point 0.1% chance of being reinfected, um, while people that are vaccinated had approximately a one point five percent chance of being vaccinated. And that was in their first and second month of vaccination. That wasn't even uh, several months later when apparently um, the, 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 the e- efficacy of the vaccines uh, starts to wane. So I'm not sure why we didn't bring that into the discussion. If the idea is to protect ourselves and each other um, and you know, have a good defense from COVID, then Then how are we not talking about natural antibodies? How are those not being studied? How come we're not seeing any mem- numbers, um, you know, in the in the media about the reinfection rate and the severity of those reinfection rates in those that have natural antibodies? So that's previously infected, non-vaccinated individuals, right? I know that basically the consensus is, you know, over over 90% of everyone in the ER right now in the United States um, with COVID is unvaccinated. Okay, I get that. That's obviously why I say if you haven't had COVID, you should be vaccinated. But all I want to know is how many of those people have had COVID before? How many people have the natural antibodies? Um, because if science and data has anything to say about it, then they're it's very likely very few people in ICU who have, who have previously had COVID. So if you're concerned about getting vaccinated, you haven't gotten vaccinated. I suggest you go get tested for the antibodies and you see if you have the natural antibodies. Cause if you previously have co- had COVID then you probably have the antibodies. Um, yeah, there's just so much to go through here. Um, with all this, um, but that's the basics. The basics is, um, you know, we we really need to take care of our health ourselves and overall, we need to be really healthy. I mean, COVID deaths still haven't reached the amount of deaths from heart disease and cancer this year. So, you know, I think that the bottom line is, is be healthy and don't stress. I mean, stressing is one of the worst things you can do for your immune system. So, Regardless of anything, stay calm, stay focused, stay clear. And definitely above all else, stay healthy in body and mind. Um, And a big part of that is is not stressing. So just whatever you're doing, whatever you decide, just don't stress. Um, If you have the ability to spend some time in nature and eat really good healthy food and drink really clean water, I suggest you do that. Um, because it's looking like things are going to get worse before they get better. Um, but, um, yeah, if you just stay healthy, show love, don't stress, you will probably be all good. Um, I'm going to take a, a quick break and, um, we'll be, we'll be right back to, um, close out this, um, this uh, this special uh, seasonless episode, this just spontaneous episode um, that I've done to share some information and let everybody hear my voice and let let everyone know I'm okay and to check in with you all. So, yeah, don't forget at Real Talk Stories, um, you can go to at Real Talk Stories and send me any messages or ask me any questions or ask for any. Uh, links to anything I've said um, during this episode because I can back up everything I've said with actual facts, actual data, um, actual um, medical studies, case studies, field research. Um, Yeah, and I suggest when you're researching things, you look for uh, websites that end in .edu, .org, and .gov um, if you're really trying to find the truth because .com is just, I mean .com is just, For companies that want to make money um all right well we're gonna take a quick break (sighs) y'all maybe do some take a couple breaths just relax for a moment um we'll be back in just a second i'm gonna put this song on for you while we while we take a breather So, yeah, it's easy to get worked up over things, but, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's best to just breathe and don't stress out. You know, we don't have control over a lot, but we we do have control over our reactions to events in our lives and in the lives of others. So, you know, be be conscious of that and show love, uh, not just to yourself I mean self-love is very important but also to those around you um, in fact if if there's someone around you right now if there's someone in your house or your apartment or in your car or wherever you are at this moment um, take a second to give them a hug and let them know that you love them and you appreciate them All right you're gonna you're gonna make their day Um. And also show love to um the community around you you know you know with the the you know with the with the with the tensions raised as high as they are right now and the chaos of the world and the uncertainty um a little bit of kindness goes a really long way, so you know show you know show kindness spread love really really important um be good to yourself and others. Uh, it's always, always a good idea. Uh, and yeah, just remember this too shall pass. Um, and crazy and chaotic as everything seems, it's ultimately going to be okay one way or another. Um, and, and yeah, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be, I'll be releasing some, New episodes as well as some archived f- archived episodes, um, mostly from Bali, uh, a few from California, and um, hopefully we'll also get into um, the the new se- ses- sh- uh, the new season of Real Talk Stories, um, which will be live from Colombia, which by the way is a beautiful country. Colombia is wonderful, very clean water very uh, good food, Um, you know, almost everything is, is, you know, most all their their food is grown in country. They don't rely heavily on on food imports um, to survive. Um, You know, only country in South America that has both access to the Caribbean as well as the Pacific Ocean. So you've got cool um, Pacific breezes with, you know, wonderful uh surf breaks to surf on on one side on the west coast and then you've got uh Caribbean weather with cool uh you know turquoise blue Caribbean sea water and island tropical islands on um you know the north side um great mix of people too um and lately there has been a lot of people from Europe and the the US sort of uh, migrating this way and, and spending a lot of time here So if you want to plug in with that uh, feel free to let me know um, I Really wanted to get into the other big news of the week, which was the um, I guess which is currently the um, the uh, withdrawal of all of our troops from Afghanistan um, I'm a bit upset at the way it's being done and um, You know we were there for 20 years you know we spent billions of dollars um and you know countless resources and uh, many of us risked, risked our lives over there and you know a lot of destruction was caused and you know a lot was invested um and for us to just Abruptly pull out uh, without doing so in a responsible manner that ensures that all of our allies on the ground, um, you know, our human intel and resources, uh, those that assisted us in our campaign and further, uh, you know, um, further, um, you know, uh, 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 uh further uh you know helped our agenda and um uh you know was there was there to um ensure that we could successfully uh carry out our objectives um you know it would be nice if we withdrew in a responsible and controlled way that allowed us to evacuate all of those people um safely uh you know those people risked their lives for us um, and pledged allegiance to the United States of America um, and for us to abandon them and leave them high and dry to be essentially sacrificed and slaughtered by the, uh, you know, by, by a raving band of angry homicidal maniacs known as the Taliban is atrocious. I mean, seriously, it's shameful. We should not leave a single person behind. We need, we really need to get those guys out of there responsibly. And we had a, a nice, you know, we had a nice footing. We had good positioning. We had uh, multiple active, well-fortified bases to which we could land, uh, birds and carriers uh, helicopters and carriers and transport everybody out of there in a quick quiet and efficient manner and instead we've abruptly abandoned s- so many people out there and abandoned so many of our posts and left so many caches uh of, of weapons there that it's really shameful and embarrassing and not only from a moralistic perspective does it feel bad um, but it also sets a terrible precedent, precedence and sends a uh, a very uh, discouraging message to any future and current allies that we have out there um in in regards to um you know us having the back of those that have our back so. That's just what I wanted to say on that. Um, you know, we have the strongest and most capable military in the world. I mean, we do. And we completely dominated Afghanistan for several decades. Uh, it wouldn't have been too much to ask, both logistically as well as um, politically, to just, just, you know, either have extended the timeline for uh, complete withdrawal or... You know, if we couldn't do that, we could have at least began the uh, withdrawal process and started extracting our assets sooner. Like, seriously, come on. We've got the, uh, you know, the most, the most, um, you know, the, me- the most well-resourced, you know, intelligence in the world and the most capable military And it doesn't take a whole lot of foresight to plan accordingly um, in a way that allows those in Afghanistan that put their lives on the line to help us fulfill our objectives to, to, you know, to get those people to safety, you know, that's, that would have been uh, way better. It's really disheartening. Um, but enough on that. Um, I think those are the two big things I wanted to touch on. It was just the FDA approval of, um, you know, the Pfizer vaccine, um, and sort of what that, you know, what that looks like. And I just want to give some info on that so people could research further independently if they'd like to. And I just want to vent a little bit about, you know, the situation in Afghanistan. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll just, we'll just leave it there because I know y'all haven't heard from me in a while, so it's, um, you know, we'll keep this one relatively brief. It's also the first, um, first, um, you know, real monologue that's talking about world events uh, and not having a guest on, um, and yeah, um, don't worry, I'm back and you'll be hearing more from me and you can always reach us, um. You know, at any time, um, anytime you like, at a, at real talk stories, we're um, we're 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 always available there. So, um, yeah, feel and free to to reach out at any time for um, for any reason whatsoever. Like seriously, a hundred a hundred percent. Um I mean I know I know it's a crazy world but uh but hang in there, right? And uh reach out to me real talk stories if you want to talk about anything or you want to come on the show and express your perspective or you need some advice or want some follow up info on anything I've said. And I guess we'll we'll leave it at that. Um thank you for existing um thank you for for being strong um thank you for keeping the faith and um yeah wild times this is we're living in the future that we always thought would happen but never never really imagined it would it's an interesting interesting paradox so yeah thanks for listening to another episode of Real Talk Stories. This season is live from Colombia. Sending lots of blessings, lots of strength, lots of guidance, and lots of love your way. Peace and love.